Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from Clyde Hill Publishing, partner and publisher for founders, innovators, thinkers, and tinkerers. Clyde Hill works with non-traditional authors to help bring their ideas and lessons to life. To learn more about Clyde Hill's services and books, like their newest title, Facing Death, Finding Dignity, Hope, and Healing at the End, visit ClydeHillPublishing.com or Clyde Hill Pub on Twitter. Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Katie here, over in Seattle. Congratulations, Tiffany, on being the one to let me know that the election was officially called. (laughs) After all our talk about not wanting to be notified of bad news first thing in the morning. Here you are letting me know the good news that this election has been called, that uh, Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States. And alongside him, our highest ranking female leader of all time, Kamala Harris, the first female vice president. Very, very exciting. We've talked a lot in this show about time shifts. So as I'm talking to you right now, it is nearly nine in the morning on Saturday. And I was thinking how strange it is. Last night, we were hoping it'd be called last night so we could have some kind of a cocktail celebration. But of course, it was not called until the morning. So now here we are, kind of like you, in the middle of the night watching the election, drinking tea and having some toast and (laughs) celebrating the fact that this historic election has been called And where are you? I mean, for you, it's evening's coming, you're about to make dinner, you're on the other side of the world in Rome. It's just so interesting. Everyone's texting and just waking up. It's just another slow Saturday morning. So thanks for breaking the news. Hi, Katie. I am so, so excited. It is, yes, as you say, 6 p.m. here. I'm just about to make dinner. It's kind of anticlimactic. I mean, I hate to say that because it's such an exciting thing, but I feel like as soon as we pulled ahead in Philadelphia 24 hours ago, it was a foregone conclusion. And every single time there was a vote dump, Biden did beyond what he needed to do. I was actually, I've spent most of the day and most of yesterday really frustrated that the election hadn't been called yet, you know, and I felt like it really should be. And I sort of posted on my Instagram that I you know, personally was calling the election for Joe Biden. But it is really wonderful to have it be official. Although, you know, I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to be able to exhale until January 20th at noon. But it is great news. And I'm so happy that I got to break it to you. I broke the news to our mutual friend Suzanne as well and a couple of my other friends here. And that was wonderful to be able to do. It was my husband who broke the news to me and my mother-in-law immediately afterwards, like a second afterwards. They both saw before I did. My Italian mother-in-law, who's like very, very interested and investing. What do you think about this? Get over here. What do you think about the fact that Joe Biden is going to be our next president? What do you think? I don't know. Not going to get much out of him. But anyway, very excited. Yes, I've been thinking a lot about the time difference thing as well because today I was uh, sitting with a friend and 
it was morning time and she got a text message from a friend or was talking to a friend and I thought to myself, how can she be talking to somebody? Isn't everyone she knows still asleep because they're on the other side of the world? And I was like, no, Tiffany, that's just you. Because <laughs> it was an Italian friend. So I, I have this sense in my head now, whether I'm looking at Twitter, whether I'm refreshing the feed of the votes, whether I'm wanting to talk to you or someone else, I have this thing in my head that until 3, 4 p.m., basically nobody that I know is awake. <laughs> Obviously, except the people who live here. So yes, I'm feeling it as well. I'm feeling very far away right now. Uh, a friend of mine sent videos of people shouting and singing and playing music in the streets just moments after this was called. It would be nice to be part of that. But, you know, talking to you is the second best thing. And yeah, I'll just have to um, tune into all of that virtually on social media. But very excited, very happy that it's finally over because I really feel like I haven't been able to do anything. My plan is to log off from the news and Twitter starting tomorrow, of course. But anyway, tonight it's wonderful. I'm definitely going to be popping open a bottle of wine. I don't think I have any champagne here, unfortunately, but uh, I will be toasting to you and Derek and all Americans, really, because this is a huge, huge win for America. It's interesting you being far away, not being able to be a part of the in-street celebrations, but as one of the news commentators rightly pointed out, the U.S. is in the middle of a pandemic surge right now, and really nobody should be gathering and dancing in the streets. Um, some people are, but it's funny when they pan over the crowd that's dancing around and celebrating in New York City, for example. The crowd is maybe a tenth of the size that it would be if we weren't in the midst of this pandemic. I think most people are crying at home, you know, celebrating at home in their small ways because they're really not supposed to gather. It's such an unprecedented time in just a, a thousand ways, of course, that everybody knows. But another thing that I'm certainly feeling, you know, more than just joy and tears, is just relief. I feel like it's been such a stressful four years, in part, in major part, because of Donald Trump's rhetoric. We are all just hoping for some calm. I have lots of friends that worked on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., and one of them who regularly would encounter the Bidens um, as a reporter said that he is a really wonderful person and that Everybody who works on the Hill, Republicans and Democrats, think that Joe Biden is a wonderful, kind, decent, respectful, empathetic human being. And in general, people really like him. That gives me hope that we have elected a person who is likable. <laughs> At a very minimum, is likable and cares about other human beings. Also celebratory broadcast of my favorite pirate radio station, Ratbox Radio, going on right now. I've been watching some of the videos on Twitter of people out in the streets, especially in New York and Philadelphia, Man, I'm I'm having some major expat FOMO right now. So wish I could be there, even though, like you say, it is not exactly wise and prudent to be congregating in big groups right now. Although I can understand why people can't help themselves. 
I'm happy to hear what you say about, you know, the people who have interacted with Biden feeling that he's a, a good person. I mean, I think that comes across just in the videos that I've seen of him in spontaneous moments. But of course, you can never know politicians. Being politicians, you can never really know, but that's very heartening to hear. It's what I imagined. I hope that he will be able to unite the country as much as possible. Obviously, we, we know it's never going to be um, 100%, but at least to get to the point where we're not so polarized like we are right now, where family members and friends have had their relationships destroyed over politics. I am personally looking forward to not following politics at all. Like, you know, every so often I'll check in, but I've been following politics daily for five years. That's a, someone who is not really a huge politics person. Like I never really cared. It's not like politics is a passion of mine. I've been following it so closely that I can recognize, I wouldn't say every senator's voice, but I would say like, you know, a third of the U.S. senators, I can recognize their voices and know who it is without seeing their face. This is because I listen to political podcasts. That's not good. You know, I'm not a political reporter. I don't need that. And I think it's going to be really good for my mental health because it's kind of become an addiction for me. It's an addiction to like the righteous indignation. You kind of love that, right? You kind of love to be like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe such and such a person did that or said that. Oh, I can't believe it. And then you talk about it to your friends and you say, can you believe this person did that? <laughs> it can be a little bit entertaining, but it's so not worth the stress. And I'm so looking forward to just not having to care anymore and just trusting that things are going to be taken care of by someone who has my best interests at heart. It's going to be really nice. This is Kamala Harris and Joe Biden showing up to make their speeches. Kamala first. And you delivered a clear message. You chose hope and unity, decency, science, and yes, truth. And what a testament it is to Joe's character that he had the audacity to break one of the most substantial barriers that exists in our country and select a woman as his vice president. But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. The people of this nation have spoken. They've delivered us a clear victory, a convincing victory, a victory for we the people. We've won with the most votes ever cast on presidential ticket in the history of the nation. 74 million. What I must admit has surprised me. Tonight, we're seeing all over this nation, all cities and all parts of the country, indeed across the world, an outpouring of joy, of hope, renewed faith, and tomorrow, bring a better day. All those of you who voted for President Trump, I understand the disappointment tonight. I've lost a couple of times myself. But now, 
Let's give each other a chance. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric, lower the temperature, see each other again, listen to each other again. And to make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as our enemies. They are not our enemies. They are Americans. They are Americans. Folks, I'm a proud Democrat. But I will govern as an American president. We stand at an inflection point. We have an opportunity to defeat despair, to build a nation of prosperity and purpose. We can do it. I know we can. I've long talked about the battle for the soul of America. We must restore the soul of America. So remember, as my grandpa, our grandpa, he said when I walked out of his home when I was a kid up in Scranton, he said, Joey, keep the faith. And our grandmother, when she was alive, she yelled, no, Joey, spread it. Spread the faith. God love you all. May God bless America and may God protect our church. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (sighs) Well, Tiffany, you are sound asleep right now over in Rome. I'm in Seattle, six o'clock. We just finished watching Kamala Harris and Joe Biden give their speeches, their victory speeches, and I'm not going to cry on the show. (laughs) Yeah, so, so moving and just such a relief. It just feels like we'll get back to, uh, hopefully we can get back to decent rhetoric in this country and can begin to heal and move forward. It's just, uh, I don't know, I think everybody, at least everybody who's texting with me is just so moved and so hopeful that we'll be able to unify this country again. Thanks to Clyde Hill Publishing for supporting this program. Find inspiring and thought-provoking nonfiction with a focus on founders, innovators, thinkers, and tinkerers at ClydeHillPublishing.com or Clyde Hill Pub on Twitter.